0: Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, الحمد لله, لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا have يهده الله فلا مضل له and يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد do this إلا الله وحده لا شريك له. ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومطعنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل للمؤمنين يغضوا من أبصارهم ويحفظوا فروجهم ذلك أزكى لهم إن الله خبير بما يسنعون صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما من مسلم ينظر إلى محاسن إمرأة ثم يغض بصره إِلَّا أَحْدَثَ اللَّهُ بِهِ عِبَادَةً حَلَاوَتَهُ فِي قَلْبِهِ أو كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى Respected ulama ikram elders, beloved brothers in Islam As we are aware, we are drawing towards the end of the year In other words the solar year We are drawing towards December On the one hand from the business world, this is a period wherein we expect heightened economic activity. Businessmen are preparing to burn the midnight oil, engage in all types of sacrifices to try to maximize their earnings and material gain. On the other hand, if you look at the schools, the universities, the madrasas, etc., this is for many switch-off time, vacation time, holiday time. And unfortunately, for many of us, if we are not careful, it becomes a period of compromise. Compromise our deen, compromise our shariat, compromise the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we want to go on a vacation or holiday it does not mean that the Quran goes on holiday and that the teachings of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam go on holiday particularly as I have mentioned many times before there are certain integral aspects of Islam and deen that there is no escaping from and unfortunately the enemies of Islam are well aware of the importance of what we call Islamic identity and it will always be their jihad and it will always be their effort against us. This ideological warfare to distance us from these basic tenets of sharia and deen. What I am specifically referring to is Haya shame, modesty. How important this is? Our noble and beloved Master sallallahu alaihi wa sallam could not have possibly overstated the importance of this. When he equated it with deen, he equated it with iman. Al-imanu wal-hayā'u quranā'u jami'ā idha rufi āhaduhumā rufi al akhar Mafum of the hadith, in the context in which we are discussing, my respected brothers, is our master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May all our lives be sacrificed upon him. He said that when you will compromise your haya and your shame and your modesty, you have compromised your iman. An attack on haya, an attack on shame, an attack on modesty is an attack on deen, and iman. Without khaya, there is no iman. Without haya there is no deen. We are living in an era or a period where the enemies of Islam are engaged in this ideological warfare. Not just to get us to become behaya. Not just to beca- get us to become shameless. But there is a concerted effort to distance us from quran and hadith that which allah made haram that which allah made forbidden that which islam will never countenance what did my nabi say inna li kulli dinin khuluqa inna li kulli dinin khuluqa wa khuluq al al he said every deen has something you can never separate from it every deen has an emblem Every deen has a defining characteristic. Every deen has something by which you will recognize it. That when this is there, this is deen. This is that deen. Islam, sunnah, Shariat, what defines it? How do you recognize it? How do you know something is sunnah? What did Rasulullah wasallam say? خُلُقُ الْإِسْلَامِ الْحَيَاةِ He said the akhlaq the character, the moral, the emblem of deen islam is Hayah. If there is no Hayah, there is no deen. How do you rationalize that, my respected brothers? We try to be diplomatic. The member of the masjid is not to attack anyone. We are weak unfortunately. Allah is very forgiving, Allah is very merciful. But how? How is it even possible to rationalize these ahadiths? When you walk into a majority of Muslim homes today, illa masha'Allah, and the first thing you see is the shaitan box. Plasma screens, millions of pixels. What is that? Call it a TV. Today, TV, internet, techno gadgets, so-called instruments that are supposed to be assisting us, so-called instruments that are Technological advancements Necessities So called necessities of life Yet in reality what are these? These are cauldrons of zina Cauldrons of nakedness Cauldrons of shamelessness Instruments That we by our very hands Are putting in our homes That are destroying the iman of our children I remember many years ago Our jamaat was in Jordan One town called Jiza Literally it took us several hours going up a hazardous mountain path in a bus to reach this basic village. Almost call it a village. Poverty on a level I've never seen. I've never seen this kind of poverty. We visited one person in this town. His literally, his house was carved in a cave. There was no... Furniture in that house. His bed was a was a slab of rock on which there was a sheet. When you looked at that, you reminded you of the time of the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Yet in this type of dire poverty, it seemed as if this town, time, technological advancement had passed it by. It was hidden away, not even exposed to modern technological advancement. Yet even in that town. House by house the satellite dish. House by house the satellite dish. They couldn't afford their next meal. But the forces of Batil ensured that this instrument of zina, this instrument which is destroying the iman of the ummah, entered those home also. Abu Umama Bahili radiyallahu ta'ala anhu occasion of Jummah is limited i'm not going into details the mafhum of the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam wherein wherein allahu akbar sadaqa rasulullah my nabi spoke the truth my nabi the manner in which he prophesied what is to come. If there was no other evidence of the haqqaniyat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa these ahadiths are sufficient proof. In a desert 14 centuries ago, look at the matter, manner in which my Nabi mapped out, mapped out the gradual decline of his ummah. I'm not going to go into the details of the hadith. One specific aspect. He said, كَيْفَ antum. كَيْفَ أَنْتُمْ إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُ الْمُنْكَرَ مَعْرُوفًا Munkara. He said, oh my sahaba, who is he addressing? Who is he addressing? He is addressing that jamaat, which Quran comes down. Quran comes down. My Allah says, إِلَيْكُمُ الْكُفْرَ وَالْفُسُوقَ هُمُ Allah said, we created a hatred in their heart for kufr, for Allah's disobedience. Is, we fill their hearts with the Noor of Iman. He's addressing that Jamaat. He's addressing that Jama'at who while walking on this earth, Quran already comes down. Kullan, 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 O my Nabi, every one of your sahaba, every one of your sahaba, every one of your sahaba, Allah takes an oath and a Qasam. they are all jannatis That jamaat he is addressing. And what does he tell them? He says, what is going to happen? What is going to happen when that time is going to come? When that time is going to come, when that which Allah made haram, that which can never be Islam, that which goes against the very grain of Shariat, will be considered to be a good deed. Haram will become halal. Halal will become haram. The ability to discern between halal and haram will no longer remain. Analyze our vacations. Analyze our so-called holidays. Overt displays of nakedness. Go and look at the beaches. Look at the swimming pools. Look at the gyms. Look at the so-called parties that are taking place. Allah forgive us in the name of Islam. Where is the justification? Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Some a a, a jamaat of women from Sham, Syria, comes. Al Aisha asked them, our mother. She asked them that in Sham, do you people have public? Do you have public baths? She said, they said yes. What when we say public baths, we are talking about the swimming pools of today, the gyms of today, the places of today. You go into a school or a university, public bathrooms where people's very essence of haya and shame no longer exists. She said, are you coming from that place? They said, yes. What did she say? She said that my Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, said, any woman that will expose herself, that will expose herself in a public place besides her home, she has destroyed every veil that exists between her and Allah. She has destroyed every veil that exists between her and Allah. Few years ago our jama'at, the point we are making. The inability today, the inability today of the ummah to discern between what is halal and haram. What is halal, we have made it haram. What is haram, we have made it halal. And what fancy terms. That was another period. This is another period compromises have to be made we need our women to be professionals we need them to be articulate we need them in the commercial marketplace allahu akbar at what cost have any of us taken the trouble go in jamat go to the universities go to the universities And wallah, wallah, whatever little iman remains in you will cause you to cry tears of blood when you see what is happening to our women. When you see what is happening to our daughters. At what cost, at what price are we going to compromise our deen? Are we going to compromise our iman? Are we going to compromise our akhirat? At what price are we going to justify these things? In our homes, look at our weddings. Today, dindar, tabka have to think twice about attending anyone's function. Why? Because parda, khaya, shame, segregation, this is for someone else. Different rules apply to us. What? Islam is a contemporary religion. Islam keeps up with the times. Islam is here to liberate women. Under this guise of the liberation of women, Mary Wollstone Croft, 1792, is the first woman known to advocate this idea of the so-called emancipation of women. She was an English woman. What she wrote, she started this movement. Otherwise even before this. Even before this, the people of Batil, the Kufar, the Nasara, they also understood this much, that our women have to be concealed. They are our jewels. Protection of chastity and morality is in concealment. Even they understood it. This movement started 1792. And what she said, she said that it is a waste of assets. It is a waste of assets to make our women domesticated slaves. 1792, she said we have to move to liberate them by making them professionals and introducing them to the commercial marketplace. Two, three centuries ago, Batil started with that voice. Today, people under the guise of Islam are saying the same thing. Few years ago, Aligarh University, India, there was a Muslim girls university, that section. So they, had, they, they announced there's going to be a talk. A talk by a Swiss air hostess. Tell them some Molana and some sheikh is coming. Maybe we'll have some interest to go for the talk. Swiss air hostess, auditorium is packed. (coughs) Different expectations. You form an image in your mind. Swiss air hostess, what are you expecting? When the curtain drops... The sight, the manzar, the scene that meets them goes against the very grain of what they were expecting. Contrary to their expectations, they see a woman clad in parda from head to toe, completely covered. Completely covered in parda from head to toe. The shock, astonishment. There was a hush that reverberated through the audience. She sensed it. So she addressed these girls... And she said, Maghribne Thuka, The forces of Kufr and Batil, they have spat. What does this mean? They advocated the reversal of roles. They advocated under the name of gender equality and emancipation of women to take women out of the homes. Strip her of that maqam and that status and that position which Allah blessed her with. Make her into a commodity in the marketplace. Commercialize the women. Bring them into the marketplace. They advocated that. What happened? The entire family structure broke down. Broken homes became the order of the day. Children lost their identities. Women became like tissue paper and rags. They became maashuka, objects of desire. Use them when you want. Throw them away when you want. Traverse, travel the first world countries. Broken down relationships, illicit relationships. Like animals running from one to the other. No permanence. Look at the psychological damage. The moment that woman becomes pregnant, abandoned, he's gone somewhere else. She has to bring up the child. But now she's a professional woman. So that child, you got to look for a nursing home. Got to look. Allahu Akbar. I met one psychiatrist. In England, he told me of his colleague in America, he said he's a child psychiatrist, I said do children need psychiatric treatment, he said if you phone my friend's surgery in America, the next available appointment is three years time. The entire system has broken down, they themselves are confused, they don't know which way to turn suicide rate soaring, dependence on drugs soaring, broken homes soaring. Their governments have to give tax-intense incentives to women to bear children. Have to give tax incentives to encourage people to have a family. To that extent, their entire system broke down when they made war with Allah. They themselves are frustrated, they don't know the solution, they don't know in which direction to turn. Why? They don't have Quran, they don't have Hadith, they don't have Muhammadur Rasulullah, they don't have bastions of haya and shame and modesty, like Khadija al-Kubra, Aisha Umul Mumineen, Fatima al Zahra, Radiallahu Anhumajmain. They don't have these examples, so they are frustrated. What is the irony? What is the sad? Reality, she said, they have spat, they are frustrated, they've realized that their systems have failed. And you people are licking up their spit. You people are licking up their spit. You have the Quran, you have the Noor of Iman, you have the Talimat of my Nabi. Coming back to what I was mentioning earlier, a few years ago, our Jamaat was in America, we went to visit one brother in Los Angeles. Normally even if a person is far away from deen, normally even if a person is far away from deen, if he is getting, not pious people, under the guise of Jamaat, pious or not pious, Allah knows best. But it appears to be pious. So what will happen? Some alim is coming, some sheikh is coming, some people under the banner of deen are coming. So those gunas and sins that are going on in our lives, we will try and cover them up. When pious people, we may be a sharabi, kara kababi, but some molana, some sheikh comes, we'll talk about the good things we are doing. Charitable work, namaz that we are making, maybe getting up for tahajjud, fasting. We'll present a positive picture. This is normal human nature. So this brother wanted to present a positive picture. What was his understanding of being? This is the tragedy. This is the thing we should cry tears of blood about. One is to do haram, make tawbah. Allah is very forgiving. What happens when the haram now becomes halal to you? And not just halal, something you're promoting. He, he greets us effusively, excitedly. He says, I want to tell you about my daughter. She's 20 years old. She's head of the Islamic Society in the university. She's also the editor of the Islamic, Islamic so-called Islamic magazine. My daughter is going to be going to further her studies in Egypt in one or two years. Look at the magazine that she prepared. Islamic magazine. I'm not making this up. I'm sitting on a member of the masjid. This is a practical experience. He brings the magazine in front of us. On this magazine, first page, cover edition. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Praise in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. At the bottom, hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam. What is the picture? His daughter, another teenage girl, 19, 20 years of age. Two boys of the university dressed with scarves. MashaAllah, the Saudi scarves, white and red. We know which one. The, these two boys and two young girls have their hands around each other. Around the necks of each another. Hadith on top. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim on top. Hadith in the bottom. And hands around each other. Picture. Islamic magazine. What does, what is this brother's understanding of deen? This is something positive. MashaAllah. Look at what my daughter has achieved. لَأَنْ يُتْعَنَ فِي رَأْسِ أَحَدِكُمْ بِمِخْيَةٍ مِّنْ خَدِيدٍ خَيْرٌ لَهُ مِنْ أَنْ يَمُسَّ إِمْرَأَةٍ لَا تَحِلُّ لَهُ What did my Nabi say? What did my Nabi sallam say? He said that your hand, your hand should touch Your hand should touch a woman, any part of her, that Allah has made haram and prohibited. He said, my ummah, it is better for you that a nail be taken and hammered into your head than you doing that. Where is the culture of Islam? Where is the protection of Islam? Where is the chastity of Islam? Where is the modesty of Islam? Have we become... So-called Muslims that have adulterated the very essence of deen. Allah says One of our pious elders, Puna, he was known for giving sometimes bitter medicine in a sweet manner. When the child you don't want to take when the child don't want to take the medicine, you put add a little bit of syrup to it, put honey on it to make the bitter medicine palatable. So Mashallah Maulana's tabiat was like that. He would give the message but in a humorous manner. He says there was one person, his pants was too long. So he went to his wife. He said, You know my pants is too long, can you shorten it a little bit for me? Maybe it was the wrong time of the month mood was not right she said i'm busy stop troubling me go tell your mother to do it for you so he goes to his mother mother also was busy she got upset all your life i did everything for you get your wife to do it for you goes to his sister gets sister responds in a similar vein like how the mother responded eventually frustrated what this person does he hangs his pants puts his lungi on he goes to make some qailullah sleeping in the afternoon pants is hanging Little while later, the wife passes the room. Her conscience pricked her. It was a simple request. It would have taken me a few minutes. Why did I react like that? So what she does, she takes the pants out and she cuts off a few inches. Hangs it back. Little while later, the mother passes. She sees the pants. She's also feeling guilty. She takes it down, cuts off a few more inches. Then the sister passes little while later. She takes the pants down. She cuts off a few more inches. So that by the time he wakes up, instead of long pants, he's got short pants. In other words, what remains doesn't resemble the original in any way. My Allah says, are you going to believe in a portion of the book and reject the rest? What suits you? Vacation time, holiday time, nikah time, in your gatherings, when it suits you? When it suits you, you follow shariat. When it doesn't suit you, you don't follow shariat? When it suits you, you make something haram. When it suits you, you make something haram. فَمَا jazao مَن يَفْعَلُ ذَلِكَ مِنْكُمْ إِلَّا خِزْيٌ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا Allah says, O Mutt of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam understand then when you will compromise Sharia and Deen like this, when you will attack the very essence of haya pertinent to what we are discussing now, May Allah says, when you will choose from deen what suits you, walk away from what suits you, make halal what suits you, make haram what suits you. Allah says, We won't use the superpowers, we won't use batil, we won't use the atom bombs, we won't use the armies, we won't use the technology. Allah Allah says I take it upon myself that I will humiliate you in this world. I will humiliate you in this world. Why? Because you made a mockery of the deen of my Nabi. You adulterated and humiliated his deen. In return for that, Allah says, we will humiliate you in this world. Why? Not because Allah has forsaken you. Allah is very merciful. This will be a wake-up call for you. But still, still, if you will not make tawbah, if you will not desist, you will not come back. Allah says, وَيَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ يُرَدُّونَ إِلَىٰ shaddil الْعَذَابِ In akhirat you will face a terrible punishment. And then the next verse Allah says these are the people that have sold their akhirat in return for dunya. These are the people that have sold their akhirat in return for dunya. Where is the justification of this my respected brothers removing? The removing the barrier that Allah has placed between men and women. Islam is a contemporary religion. Islam keeps up with the times. My respected brothers, they, they took the women out of the home, made her a commodity in the marketplace. Under what guys? We have to restore the respect of women. Respect of women is what shariah has given. What Qur'an and hadith has given. Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah, great scholar, great scholar. One day, thousands of students, one day he's kissing the feet of his mother. Kissing the feet of his mother. Mother becomes embarrassed. She says, oh my son, how can you kiss my feet? He says, oh my mother, I'm not kissing your feet. I'm kissing my jannat. Why? Because what did my nabi say? Inna al aqdam If you want to find jannah, you'll find it underneath the feet of your mother. Ayun nas husni sahabati. akbar. Time is limited. This hadith is difficult to explain the meaning. But there are various human relationships. Some of position of authority. Some in a lower position. Sometimes you're working for somebody. He's your boss. Sometimes you have a relationship. Father, mother, brother, sister, friend, society, politician. Different, different relations you have. Sahabi asked, Ya Rasulullah of all the relationships that exist, who has the greatest haqq? who has the greatest right upon me ya allah who is that personality whatever they tell me without question i have to do bi husni sahabati i have to make that one person happy ya rasulullah it is the most important for me what did my nabi say ummuk it is your mother thumma ya rasulullah then again ummuk Third time, Im Tsummaman, then again Ummuk, then man fourth time Abuk, he said it is your father. That maqam. That maqam, my nabi said, you want to, my of the hadith, I've run out of time. He said, you want to be beloved to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You want to be close to Muhammad. Allah, who doesn't want this? The love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The closeness of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, that person, the most beloved to me and closest to me, is the one who will treat his wife the best. Al-tafuhum bi-ahli. That maqam, He said, have ten sons. He never promised you, you will be with him in Jannah. He said, bring one daughter up properly. Bring one daughter up properly. And he said, Allah will unite you with me in Jannah. We are looking for, we are looking for Batil, the kuffar to give respect to women. What is this respect? They took them out of the home. They stripped them of this maqam and status. Allah made her mother. Allah made her wife. Allah made her sister. What have they made her? Tissue paper. They made her an object of desire. They want to sell a washing machine, they show you a naked woman. They want to sell a loaf of bread, they show you a naked woman. And this is culture? At, at the expense of this, we are prepared to compromise our sharia? There are no greater women, there are no greater women that will ever walk this earth than the wives of my Nabi wasallam. Allah says, Ya Nisa'an Nabi, Lestunna ka'anayin, they are our mothers. Allah says, The wives of my Nabi are your mothers. Allah says, This earth will never see women like the wives of Muhammad ﷺ. And they are commanded when you speak to Sahaba. Sahaba, who is Sahaba? That jamaat that is promised Jannah on this earth. Yet the wives of Rasulullah are commanded, بالقول, out of necessity, if the Sahaba have to hear your voice, do not speak in alluring tones. Parda, even for that. And today, if I didn't introduce my wife to my friend, I have insulted my, my friend. Today, in the name of Islam, Bismillahir Rahmanir they printed wedding cards, with total intermingling, music blaring, and we call this Islam. We want barkat, Allah give barkat, Allah give muhabbat in this union. We are not making dua for anyone but by what is the direction we are going in. Women is parda, women is concealment. Her izzat, her maqam is in this. This is Islam, there is no getting away from it. It is the essence of Islam. My Allah made Allahu Akbar. In the Qur'an, Mufassirin mentioned. In the entire Qur'an, how many women are mentioned. Yet Allah does not take the name of any woman. فَأَقْبَلَتْ إِمْرَأَتُهُ Wife of Ibrahim salam, A Nabi's wife, Allah doesn't take her name a woman who will become the wife of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in jannat asiya allah doesn't take her name daraballahu mathalal lil amanu firaun the wife of firaun allah doesn't say asiya kafir women Women, their names are not taken. Darabullah dina kafar Umra'at wa wamra'at Lut, wife of Nuh alayhi salam, wife of Lut alayhi salam, a woman who tried to make a nabi make zina billah. her name also is not taken. Imra'atul Aziz, wife of Aziz al-Misr. Parda of the names of women my Allah makes in the Quran. Only one woman's name is taken in the Quran, and that is Sayyidina Maryam alayhi salam. And the reason ulama give, they said, they said Maryam is the, they said Isa is the son of Allah. So Allah said, ذالك Isa bn Maryam. No, 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 no. Isa is the son of Maryam. Isa is the son of Maryam. If that false allegation was not made, not made, Mufassirin say even her name Parda, would have been made in the Quran. This is our Deen. Our Deen is pure. Our Deen is untainted. The verse of the Quran I recited in the beginning: "Qulil Mu'minin, command the believers, command the believers. Ya Absarihim, lower your gaze." Lower your gaze. This boyfriend, girlfriend culture, this culture of intermingling, this culture that rents the door of parda and segregation by the qasam of my Allah can never be Islam, can never be Islam, can never be deen, goes against the very grain of the deen of Muhammad Be Beepard, bazaarum mein pirna, nabi ke zindagi ke to walk openly in public is a mockery of the very qurbani and sacrifice of Rasulullah sallam. Lower your gaze and what will Allah give you? Today we won. Today everyone is asking. Why Why is it so difficult? Why is tahajjud so difficult? Why is it so difficult for me to sit in a masjid? Why is it so difficult for me to take Allah's name? Why? Allahu Akbar. We are given a nusha, Given a prescription. On this I will terminate. I've run out of time. Hadith Qudsi. My Nabi said, an mashoom min siham iblis. He said, this gaze is one of the most poisonous, poisonous. Poisonous arrows of the arrows of shaitan, I'm digressing for Allah's sake. This vacation period, do not compromise your deen. Do not compromise your iman. Do not compromise, if not, if not for yourself, for the sake of your children. What are the seeds that you are planting? Umm Khalad, radiallahu ta'ala anha, she comes on the battlefield. Her son has become shaheed. She comes to find out about him from Rasulullah sallallahu Even in that moment of tragedy. Tragedy. She has lost her only son. She is fully covered. Her face is covered. Her body is covered. Full parda. Someone passes a comment that look at this woman. Even in this state she did not forget her parda. When she hears that comment she turns to that person. And she says I may have lost my son. I did not lose my modesty. I did not lose my shame. I did not lose my haya. In other words, I will never compromise my iman. Protect your deen. Come back to this hadith, my nabi said, the most poisonous, poisonous of the arrows of shaitan is this gaze. The zulmat, the darkness must enter the heart if it will be a free gaze. Ulama say, protect your gaze, protect your gaze. Allah will give you more nur than the arsh of Allah protect your gaze allah will raise you with the mala- to the position of malaika protect your gaze you will become mustajabud Dawad, you will make du'a allah will immediately show you the results of that du'a protect your gaze and in this hadith what will allah give you what will allah give you what will allah give you Allahu akbar man tarakaha min makhafati abdaltuhu imanan fi The that hadith i mentioned in the beginning ma muslim ila mahasin ثم يغد بصره إلا أحدث الله به عبادة يجد حلاوته في قلبي مفهوم الحديث My Allah My Allah My Allah takes upon Himself if you will wear the the Parda, the curtain of haya, lower your gaze, lower your gaze, lower your gaze. And Allah says, I will give you jannat on the musalla. Jannat in the tilawat of Quran. Jannat in fasting. Jannat in my ibadat. You will worship me, but you won't just worship me. I will give you the maza and ecstasy of that worship in this dunya. Allah will give you and I. Jannat in this dunya, 1000 shayateen will never be able to deviate you if you will learn to lower this gaze. Come out of this deception. I am weak, make tawbah. Don't try and justify. Don't make that which is haram into halal. This deen, it's testimony. This deen, it's identifying characteristic is haya and shame. Without haya and shame, Allah's qasam. there is no Islam and there is no iman. Allah give us